I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com
Good morning, mutineers. This is the bee. I know it's depressing times, but there are always reasons to sing and dance and rejoice, and there are always our resistance, and there's always our work. If we would concentrate on making our workplaces just, the whole world would be better off. Each day seems to bring、uh, another bit of terrible news, but there's all kinds of good news too. As always, people are standing up for their rights on the job and elsewhere. Join me as we talk about Dr. King and his connection to labor. The new labor secretary, secretary, secretary. We've got a Barack Obama rap about Donald Trump. You've got a speech by Dr. King. We've got Golden Land's Working Hands, the history of the California labor movement, which we'll be telling over a period of weeks here. We got Labor Radio, and we got Radio Labor. So join me for Labor and Love on Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street. An open source cultural space. Come on down. This is the bee coming at you from Mutiny Radio. Tomorrow we celebrate the birthday of a great American, the greatest American, Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. Here he is talking about labor. Injustice cannot be solved. 
racial injustice and economic injustice cannot be solved without a radical redistribution of political and economic power. We read one day, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But if a man doesn't have a job or an income, he has neither life nor liberty and the possibility for the pursuit of happiness. He merely exists. That we spend $322,000 for each enemy we kill in Vietnam while we spend in the so-called war on poverty in America only about $53 for each person classified as poor. The other thing I want you to understand is this, that it didn't cost the nation one penny to integrate lunch counts. It didn't cost the nation one penny to guarantee the right to vote. But now we are dealing with issues that cannot be solved without the nation spending billions of dollars and undergoing a radical redistribution of economic power. Yes. All labor has dignity. Yes. But you are doing another thing. You are reminding not only Memphis, but you are reminding the nation that it is a crime for people to live in this rich nation and receive starvation wages. America's opportunity to help bridge the gulf between the haves and the have-nots. And the question is whether America will do it. There's nothing new about poverty. What is new is that we now have the techniques and the resources to get rid of poverty. And the real question is whether we have the will. Okay, there's Dr. King, thought of by a lot of people now um, as only a civil rights leader. A lot of other things were involved there, of course. What happened with King was uh, he realized that civil rights without economic some kind of economic equality or equity uh, were useless. Who cares? Who cares if you got civil rights? You can't go and buy a hamburger and sit down next to the guy. Who cares if you have the right to do it? And in that last speech, he was making that connection. 
This is the B, and we're on Mutiny Radio. Usually what we do here is play three songs to introduce the show. song about my gym teacher. It's called Ode to a Gym Teacher. (laughs) 
and I inked it on my dress And I etched it on my locker And I carved it on my desk And I painted big red hearts With her initials on the books And I never knew till later Why I got those funny books She was a big time woman The first to come along That showed me While the others talked of boys that they loved I'd be thinking of new aches and pains A teacher had to rub And while other girls went to the prom I languished by the phone Calling up and hanging up If I found out she was home She was a big time woman And some daisies in the spring Some suggestive points for Christmas by Miss Edna Malay And a lazy, lazy, lazy card for Valentine's Day Unsigned, of course She was a big time woman Sticks to teach her like a leaf sticks to a tree. One girl who runs the errands and who chases all the balls. One girl who may grow up to be the gayest of all. So, we started out on uh, Labor and Love with the albatross. We've got this albatross around our necks, this president that somebody voted for. Actually, a lot of people voted for, more than 50 million people, I believe. Not as many as voted for Mrs. Clinton. But this is America, okay? (laughs) 
you lose the popular vote and you win the presidency. What we're going to do now is take a look at Mr. Trump's appointee for Secretary of Labor. As you know, Secretary of Labor is supposed to look out for the interests of American working people. But instead, we've got this guy, Andrew Puzder, okay, who's the head of Carl's Jr. He's a critic of business regulations and opposes a major increase in the minimum wage. Like many of his other cabinet choices, Donald Trump's reported pick for Secretary of Labor is in many ways opposed to the mission of the department he's been chosen to lead. Puzder is a fast food executive who opposes a major increase in the minimum wage and whose company has run afoul of labor laws a lot. Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. He says that businesses in the U.S. are too heavily regulated. And he opposes raising the federal minimum wage currently at $7.25 beyond $9. Some have called for a minimum wage as high as $15 an hour. He also opposes the Affordable Care Act. Uh, Chris Shelton, president of the Communication Workers of America Labor Union, says he opposes the Department of Labor's overtime rule. This is a rule that makes it mandatory. You have to work a certain number of hours that you get paid overtime. He actually claims that what workers lose in overtime, they gain in stature and sense of accomplishment. Now, can somebody really believe this? I guess someone can believe this if they've never had to depend on a job over a period of time. They've never had to raise a family on a below minimum wage on a minimum wage. They don't know the experience of people who work for them and who make minimum wage, or maybe they do. He objects to increase the minimum wage. He thinks government support pro programs for low-wage workers, like those who work at his own restaurant franchises, are a disincentive to work. despite the fact that many fast food and retail wages are so low that they qualify for food stamps, public housing assistance, and Medicaid. He fails to realize that it is low-wage employers who are the cause of workers living in poverty. This seems like a no-brainer, doesn't it? If people are in poverty, pay them more money, and they'll get out of poverty, or they'll get a step closer to getting out of poverty. But the argument that Puzder and others make is that if you make it too easy for people, then they won't want to work. Puzder believes that uh, robots 
Robots make better workers than uh, human beings. They don't get sick, he says. They don't fall down and hurt themselves. They're never rude. And they don't take holidays or there are no uh, lawsuits about discrimination. So, for him as a capitalist, They're better workers than humans. I've heard a lot of discussion on uh, Amy Goodman's show last week about a guaranteed income. And the discussion was that in Finland, I believe, there's a group, 8,000 people are being given a guaranteed income, enough to support themselves, maybe not enough by itself, but giving people, say, $1,000 a month, okay, no matter, you know, just off the bat. This would help our companies a lot. People all of a sudden would have money to spend. However, Amy didn't mention the point, and, and her guest didn't mention the point that it's that, that condition they want to keep us in. They want to keep us needy. They want to keep us so we have to come to work. Andy Stern was the guy, the ex-head of SEIU. And Stern was saying how, well, if you go on strike, you've still got this income coming in. And he put his finger on the problem right there. Why... Uh, jackboot capitalists like this guy Puzder uh, will never let that happen um, an employer then in in the south during the uh, the textile workers strike in the 1930s famously said once they start to starve then they'll come to work. So that fact that we are dependent on our labor, on selling our lives in order to survive, is a concept that is obsolete. It's obsolete, especially if work becomes automated. What will happen to the workers who lose their jobs? They're going to be out in the corner there uh, demonstrating. Uh, maybe that's what it'll take. It's also obsolete from another point of view, the point of view of destroying the earth. It's our work that's destroyed the earth. That work is, is assigned to us as workers to do. And its effect has been to destroy the earth. Do we have to find ways of not destroying the earth, of, of deassembling this whole structure? Anyway, that's Andy Puzder. That's uh, uh, Q 
can't say one of the most objectionable of of uh, Trump's appointees, but certainly for labor, it's going to be a long time. I mean, Friedrichs will probably be overturned. Roe versus Wade, they're going to go after that. Listen to a little music now. This is uh, Fruit of Labor. We don't have to take it. Lost in community action, justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water, clean water safe for all. County gave new industry water, will they waste pollute then move away? They won't pay. Drinking arsenic in our wells each day. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Industry uses water up a river. Trickle left when it comes through town. So much careless building and Help their rivers, gritty, clogged and brown. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water, safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water, safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water, safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water, safe for all. Little girl, don't read so well. There's a lot that she'll never see. Some say it's the mercury in the fish, mama. Power plants causing you and me. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. Justice flowing down like water. Clean water safe for all. 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 Clean water safe for all.
Your soul, like you sell a piece of ass. Slave the dead white leaders on paper. Welfare cases, rapists and hoes, all reinforced by your TV show. Exotic and beautiful videos. Yeah, jail's a sanctuary for the walking dead. Fucks with your head when every black leader ends up dead. Somebody said, Our greatest destiny is to become white. But white is not pure and hate is not pride. Just cause civil rights is law doesn't mean that we all advise. Tell me, are you free? Campaign for every damn nigga Boulevard. So y'all young motherfuckers can drive down in your fancy cars. Try to hold on to some Africa of the past. One must remember South Africa to help us save your ass. Everybody's just trying to make that dollar. Remember we just used to say, I am survivor. No longer do I blame others for the way that we be. I can't even tell my brothers and sisters that they found This absence of beauty in their heart and mind Stop breastfeeding your child You put them on the counter, you wonder why they act wild See brown folks are the keepers of the earth Unifies of the soul and mind Now these wannabe godly pimps and thugs Wearing diamond watches from African slave mines huh. Perhaps to be free is to love all those who hate me Die beautiful death, make pretty brown babies. Are you campaigning for every damn nigga Boulevard? So y'all young motherfuckers can drive down in your fancy car. Try to hold on to some Africa of the past. One must remember South Africa to help us save your ass. Everybody's trying to make that dollar. Remember, we just used to say, I am survivor. No longer do I blame others for the way that we be. 
Okay, that was uh, Michelle Ngochel with uh, Dead Nigga Boulevard, which unfortunately is uh, becoming a street name that we could apply all over the country. One of the things we've got to deal with. go now to uh, Radio Labor and Labor Radio. Radio Labor and Labor Radio. Radio Labor will tell us about the world movements. Labor Radio about what's happening here in the U.S., Independent News We Can Review. I'm Doug Cunningham. On Sunday, January 15th, National Nurses United are making what they say is their first stand to resist harmful policies of the new administration in Washington. It's a national day of action to save health care. National Nurses United co-president Deborah Berger. We want to save health care for everyone. We want to expand Medicare and Medicaid. And we want to make sure that the politicians are on notice before they take office that we will not tolerate cuts to any kind of health care. The nurses say actions will happen in 40 cities, including New York, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Chicago, Fort Worth, Portland, Maine, Columbus, Ohio, and others. More information is available at OurRevolution.com. Donald Trump's choice to head the Department of Education is the antithesis of public education and all it represents. And it's the antithesis of what our kids need. American Federation of Teachers President Randy Weingarten speaking at the National Press Club Monday. The AFT and the National Education Association are opposing the nomination of billionaire Betsy DeVos as federal education secretary. The teachers unions say DeVos is an ideological extremist intent on defunding and undermining public education in America. She hasn't taught in a public school. She hasn't served on a school board. She never attended a public school, nor did she send her kids to one. The most anti-public education nominee in 
in the history of the department. The University of California system is one of the 10 richest universities in the country. But Teamsters Local 2010 President Jason Rabinowitz says that university workers are suffering from low wages and years without raises. The workers are about 80% women, two-thirds people of color, and the university has driven down their real wages over the, the past two decades by about 24% to the point where over 70% of the workers, according to a recent study, are suffering from either hunger or food insecurity. Thousands of UC employees represented by the Teamsters went on an unfair labor practices strike this week. Workers employed by the CKE restaurants, the company ran by Labor Secretary nominee Andrew Puzder, report high rates of wage and hour violations and sexual harassment. That's according to a survey of CKE employees done by Restaurant Opportunities Center United. According to Puzder's employees, the nominee to head the Labor Department runs a business that routinely violates labor law and subjects women workers to sexual harassment. Cashiers and cooks led protests in more than two dozen cities Wednesday against Puzder's nomination as U.S. Secretary of Labor. 1,400 BG&E workers in Baltimore will be represented by the IBEW. They voted to form IBEW Local 410. The voting happened on Wednesday and Thursday. Workers' independent news provided by Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. And the stone jewel, can you describe it? It was found in the banks of the Amoy. Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, January 13th, 2017. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, Labor tells the corporate and government elites meeting in Davos next week to concentrate on workers in global supply chains. The government of Bangladesh is cracking down on unions and collective bargaining. And the Labor Start report about union events around the world. This is Radio Labor. The World Economic Forum held in Davos, Switzerland every year brings together top corporate and government representatives. The theme of this year's conference to be held January 17th to 20th, 2017 is the so-called Fourth Industrial Revolution and the Future of Work. The focus is on the increasing use of computer technology in workplaces. I talked to Walter Sanchez about the Davos conference and the digitalization of work. Mr. Sanchez is the General Secretary of the Global Union Industrial. Industrial represents unions in a wide range of employment sectors, from mining to manufacturing to garment production. I asked Mr. Sanchez why Industrial was concerned about the topic being addressed at Davos, the digitalization of work. Well, of course, it's, it's a major challenge because uh, we're facing... We're through uh, this kind of leap in terms of technological change in the industry. And some of them say it's the fourth industrial revolution. Some call it uh, industrial industry 4.0. So, in terms of technology, you know, most of the sectors that we used to know, some of them will disappear. Of course, some others will all rise, but definitely it will create less jobs than the, the previous situation. 
But most important thing is that it draws too much attention and mostly for an elite group like the one that will be in Davos, this kind of discussion about Industry 4.0. But we would say that it's only something that in, in, in terms of scale, it's just a niche for the industry because the vast majority of the workers worldwide in the industry, we used to call it Industry 0.4 because uh, the working conditions, the salaries, the working time, the health and safety conditions worldwide, especially in the low scales of the supply chain, they are very, very bad. And so in terms of employment and the working conditions, we have nothing to celebrate or to discuss in, in this term because most of the workers are excluded with the benefits of this new technological leap. How is Industrial helping workers and their unions prepare for the changes in the work world about to come? You know, for us, in a union perspective, uh, there is not much to reinvent the wheel because the only way that the workers can have a seat in the table with governments or with companies is to have stronger unions. So to build strong, representative, qualified unions that can strengthen the workforce towards the objectives of defending workers' rights. So we have a number of projects, especially in the growing areas of the of uh, of the industry, which is normally South and Southeast Asia, some parts of Latin America and Africa, which are the main drives of growth of the employment in the industry worldwide, and trying to make the unions, supporting the unions so that they can strengthen their workforce, they can have more members, they, they can have a good perspective to have a seat in the work in the bargaining table to to negotiate the changes in the industry. The vast majority of workers in the world are not affected by digitization. What are the concerns of industrial for those workers? It's a a model of, you know, a, a different stage of capitalism, which is bringing more exclusion. So more workers are excluded from the the gains of the the industry in general. It's based on a vast majority of people that are low-paid, work too much, work in in very bad working conditions, normally in countries in which they don't respect the workers' rights, which they don't respect the right of organizing. So to sustain a model in a very small niche of industries, normally in the traditional rich countries, rich economies like Europe or U.S. So you have to count on a very big supply chain with poor working conditions. While much of the world was focused on year-end celebrations, Bangladesh was using the opportunity to crack down on unions. Radio Labour senior correspondent Seamary Ainsborough reports. After the Rana Plaza disaster, which killed some 1,200 mainly young women garment workers in Bangladesh four years ago, many unions were created in the country with the help of the international labor movement. While the eyes of the world were on it, the government of Bangladesh pretended to allow unions to operate while creating obstacles to collective bargaining. Now that the attention of the world has moved on, the government has started a major crackdown on unions. In December, it detained 11 union leaders and labor activists. Meanwhile, more than 1,600 workers have been suspended. Police have filed charges against 600 other workers and union leaders. 
The crackdown comes after strikes were held in the capital of Dhaka. Workers set up picket lines demanding an increase in the minimum wage of $2 a day. The rate has been frozen while the cost of basic commodities, health care and housing have increased dramatically. Employers reacted to the strikes by shutting 60 factories and arbitrarily firing 1,600 workers. They demanded that the government freeze wages and attack the unions. One of the global unions which has been helping to upgrade factories and improve working conditions in Bangladesh is Industrial. It reports that many workers are too scared to go back to work and have fled to the countryside. Its offices in the capital have been vandalized. Industrial and other labor groups are urging people to write letters to major clothing brands which operate in Bangladesh. The companies are being asked to lobby the Bangladeshi government and force it to stop the harassment of workers and unions in the country. This is Seymour Ainsborough reporting for Radio Labour. Now here with his report about union events around the world is Labour Star correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the more than 2,100 stories our volunteers collected in the last week. Our top stories section included links to news about the undervaluing of work performed by women in India, stories about the wartime struggles of Yemeni workers, and the impending legal victory for gig economy workers in the UK. We have news of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. The leader of a contract worker union in Nepal went on a hunger strike in an effort to draw attention to the effects of precarity on workers and their families. Oil workers in Gabon began an open-ended wage dispute. Palestinian workers were off the job to protest the demolition of working-class homes by the Israeli government after hospital workers struck over unpaid wages going back months. Zambian miners downed tools over delays in wage talks. Garment workers in Cambodia walked off the job for four hours to protest the firing of a union organizer. The wage and safety strike by tens of thousands of workers that brought the garment industry in Bangladesh to a halt ended last week. British post offices were shot as workers protested attacks on their pensions. The healthcare system in Kenya remained in chaos as all manner of healthcare workers struck in an effort to enforce their 2013 collective agreements. And public transport workers in the Philippines parked their buses last week as they started and then ended a wage dispute. Our top working women stories included coverage of the removal of a work curfew for women in parts of India, the tolerance of sexual harassment in Chinese workplaces, and the appointment of a senior Canadian union leader to a UN advisory position. The health and safety newswire we run in cooperation with Hazards magazine carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the news that the final death toll in the Pakistan shipbreaking yard fire will be over 80. The issuance of new safety equipment for youth detention center workers in Ireland and the hazards facing Afghan miners in a war zone. Currently, Labour Start is running seven online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join thousands of trade unionists around the world in helping workers make their lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from Labour Start, reporting for Radio Labour. And that's it. International labor news you can use. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Labor. I'm Mark Boulanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.
Okay, that was Solidarity News on uh, Radio Labor. This is uh, Labor and Love, where we tell it like it is. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. Check it out. Get rid of the rich man, you get rid of the bum. Number two, if you don't have a seat at the table, at the negotiating table where you work, you're probably on the menu. And third, never but never let anyone into your heart who's not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Coming up on January 20th, lots of events to protest the president-elect and his policies. And now we can add the people that he's he's tapped to uh, be in his cabinet, the richest cabinet in history, a cabinet of rich white men. And the key here seems to be business. Trump believes, I guess, that businessmen are the people who should be empowered to run our government. Uh, even though there are far more workers than businessmen. But uh, we can protest all we want. Get Stand up. Be counted on January 20th. Join the Women's March or one of the nationwide protests all over the country. And then after that's over, come back and get to work. Come back and get to work. Here's Nina Simone about the death of Martin Luther King. We stated before that the whole program is dedicated to his memory, but this tune is written about him and for him. And so we had yesterday to learn it, and so we'll see.
She was a dear friend, and she had her favorite song, and then Langston Hughes left us, Cold Train left us, Otis Redding left us. You can go on. Do you realize how many we have lost? Then it really gets down to reality, doesn't it? Not a performance. Not microphones and all that crap. But really something else. We've lost a lot of them in the last two years. But we have remaining Monk, Miles, Nina. <laughs> I love you too. And of course, for those that we have left, we, we, we're thankful, but we can't afford any more losses. Oh no, oh my God, they're shooting us down one by one. Don't forget that, because they are. Killing us one by one. Well, all I have to say, is that um, those of us who know how to protect those of us that we love, stand by them and stay close to them. And I say that if there'd been a couple of more, a little closer to Dr. King, he wouldn't have got it, you know, really. Just a little closer to him, stay there, stay there. We can't afford anymore. He had seen mountaintop And he knew he could not stop Always living with a threat
Nina Simone with her uh, The King of Love is Dead. Corporate welfare song. All that money could be at, that could be out there in the street helping people. All that money that could be giving uh, our kids. Our kids. These are American kids. Enough to eat each day. Almost half live in poverty. All that money that people like Puzder and his ilk, that $180 million golden parachute that, uh, that Rex Tillerson was awarded when he quit and went to go to work in government. These people have no idea what working people go through every day, not just on the job, but in supporting their families. Here's uh, Ann Feeney singing about it. And uh, by the way, Tillerson, in his uh, testimony before Senate committee, says that uh, subsidies that... Uh, Oil companies don't get subsidies. Um, very strange. Let's see if we can find that one for you. Either Rex Tillerson lied under oath or he doesn't understand how fossil fuel subsidies work. Well... Here he is, the president of one of the biggest <clears throat> oil companies in the world, energy company. They call themselves energy company. And he's saying they don't get subsidies. This is in these times reporting on the hearings. It was a long, after a long day downplaying climate science, playing coy about human rights abuses, and forgetting basic details of his 41-year career at ExxonMobil, that the company's former CEO and prospective Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, got a question from Senator Gene Shaheen, Democrat of New Hampshire, about f fossil fuel subsidies. She said, if confirmed, how would you, as Secretary of State, follow through on our international commitment to phase out these subsidies? I am not aware of anything the fossil fuel industry gets that I would characterize as a subsidy. Rather, it's simply an application of the tax code broadly that applies to all industry. Janet Redmond says, how people should see that is Rex Tillerson lying under oath. The IMF, World Bank, and World Trade Organization all refer to the kinds of special treatment Exxon and other fossil fuel companies receive through the tax code as subsidies. In fact, Redmond says, fossil fuel companies collect some $17 billion in state and federal subsidies each year. 
Exxon alone could reap as much as $1 billion in tax relief. $1 billion not paid. The federal reporting requirements don't mandate companies to report which subsidies they enjoy. Tax breaks like intangible drilling costs apply specifically to predictably drilling operations that can only be performed by corporations in the oil, coal, and natural gas industries. So, he's going to play games. He's going to say, well, that's not a subsidy. This is like Rumsfeld saying, well, is this being charged, talked about torture? Well, technically, it's not torture. It's abuse. <sighs> okay, so subsidies? No, we don't we don't get any subsidies. Seventeen billion dollars. It's corporate welfare is what it is. It's time to end welfare as we know it And get those greedy chiselers off the dole It's time to end welfare as we know it Teach them a little self-control For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs To belly up to the public trough No more welfare as we know it No more handouts, cut them off now we should all be irate at this huge welfare state Right here in this mightiest of nations AFDC is disgraceful to me I'm talking aid for dependent corporations Free enterprise, ha, the cruelest of lies It cost us 200 billion just last year If they paid their fair share we'd have billions to spare It's time to tell them the buck stop here. Let's consider Charlie Hurwitz, the CEO at Maxam, holding Redwood Forests hostage in a vicious little tax scam. It's clear cut we picked up the tab for Charlie's union busting, then paid him to pollute our water. Jesus, that's disgusting. Charlie won't repay 500 million that he stole from a Houston SNL. What say we kick him off the dole? It's time to end welfare as we know it And get those greedy chiselers off the dole It's time to end welfare as we know it Teach them a little self-control For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs To belly up to the public trough No more welfare as we know it No more handouts Taco Bell Chihuahua begs for bucks for Frito-Lay And poppin' fresh from Pillsbury needs more dough every day <laughs> That thief Ronald McDonald and his sidekick Mayor McCheesy Hamburglarize our treasury in ways that make me queasy That nasty little mermaid took tax dollars overseas To hire thugs to bring poor Haitian workers to their knees It's time to end welfare as we know it and get those greedy chiselers off the dole It's time to end welfare as we know it Teach them a little self-control 
For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs to belly up to the public trough. No more welfare as we know it. No more handouts. Cut them off. They've been picking every pocket here from sea to shining sea. We must intervene to break this cycle of dependency. ADM and Cargill, General Motors, Ford and Boeing, ITT and Lockheed, and that welfare line keeps growing, growing, growing. Now Congress says we can't afford to subsidize the needy, but before we slash the safety net, let's tell the truly greedy. We're gonna end welfare as we know it. And get those greedy chiselers off the dole. We're gonna end welfare as we know it. Teach them a little self-control. For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs to belly up to the public trough. No more welfare as we know it. No more handouts. Cut them off. It's for their own good. No more handouts. Cut them off. Crops are all in, and the peach trees are rotting, and the oranges are piled in the crystal dumps. Well, you're flying them back to the Mexican border to pay all their money to wait back again. To you, one and goodbye, Rosalita. Goodbye, me amigo, Jesus and Maria. You won't have a name when you fly the big airplane, and all they will call you is just deportee. My father's own father, he waded that river. Well, it took all the money that he made in his life. My sisters and brothers came working the fruit tree, and they rode in the truck till it took down and died. Goodbye to you, Juan. Goodbye, Rosalita. Goodbye, mi amigo, Jesus and Maria. You won't have a name when you fly the big airplane. For all they will call you just deportee. 
Yeah, some of us are illegal and some are not wanted. Our work contracts out and we've got to move on. Six hundred miles to the Mexican border. They chase us like outlaws, like rufflers, like thieves. Goodbye to you, Juan, and goodbye, Rosalita. Goodbye, oh, mi amigo Jesus and Maria. Well, you wouldn't have a name when you ride the big airplane. And all they will call you is just deportee. Well, we died in your hills and we died in your desert. And we died in your valleys and we died on your plain. We died neath your trees. And we died neath the bushes Both sides of the river We died just the same Goodbye to you Juan, goodbye Rosalita Goodbye Mi amigo Jesus and Maria You won't have a name When you ride the big air Well, the sky plane caught fire over Los Gatos Canyon. A fireball of lightning shook all our hills. Who are all those people all scattered like dry leaves? Well, the radio says they just Deportees Is this the best way We can grow our big orchards Is this the best way We can grow our good fruit To fall like dry leaves And rot on your topsoil And be called by no name except Goodbye to you, Juan. Goodbye, Rosalita. Goodbye, mi amigo Jesus and Maria. You won't have a name when you ride the big airplane. Where all they call you will be deportees. was uh, Barbara Dane <clears throat> with the Woody Guthrie song Plane Wreck at Los Gatos and the story goes that uh, 
during the 1930s. At some point, a plane load of people were being taken back to the Mexican border. They had been captured here in the U.S. as quote-unquote illegal people. They're workers, right? Not illegal. And the plane crash, uh, the plane crashed, and in the newspaper the next day, instead of naming all the people as uh, is normal when there's a plane wreck, uh, they were just deportees. In, in the newspaper report, it says they were deportees and they were killed. Uh, thus the song, Plane Wreck at Los Gatos. A uh, writer, Chicano writer named Tim Z. Hernandez has recently published a book about that incident where he went and found the relatives of the people who had crashed and died in that accident and uh, gave them all names. He found out who they were and talked to their people and thus... Uh, Put a face on it. This is something we need to do. We need to put a face on these things. Um, adults and children are being abused, are being, uh, in some cases, killed. In some cases, children are being asked to testify for themselves. Five-year-old children, for example. These are people. They come here to the United States the way people have always come to the United States and for the same reasons. To make money and have a better life. If they don't want to stay here in the U.S., who can blame them? Uh, but the point is, they're ciphers. They're not people. We call somebody an illegal and that erases his or her humanity. That's probably the reason why it's done. Just deportees. Proceeding that, we had the corporate welfare song, Ann Feeney with a pointed barb at uh, Rex Tillerman, who claims that there's no such thing as subsidies <laughs> for fossil fuel companies. Amazing. Everyone else calls them subsidies, and he decides that they're not. One of the important things that was achieved under Obama and his uh, NLRB and his uh, Secretary of Labor was that Workers were awarded overtime pay. Business groups and Republican state attorneys general sued to stop an Obama administration rule that would expand who gets overtime pay. The article from Alternet stops to Quote Donald Trump. Donald Trump says, too many of our, this is one of his speeches, too many of our leaders have forgotten that it's their duty to protect jobs, wages, and the well-being of American workers before any other consideration. And this is how he got over 
He painted himself as a champion of working people. He also remarked that working people are overpaid. He said that he was going to save jobs and keep them here in the U.S. And in a way, he delivered on that deal, the sketchy deal to save factory jobs at a carrier plant in Indiana, the subject of numerous Trump tweets and extensive media coverage, affected a thousand or fewer workers. Another 550 jobs are indeed going to Mexico. Trump made a claim that he'd saved other jobs, but under after investigation, people realized that those jobs were never were never going to move anyway. At any rate, this uh, overtime pay. Most employees in the country have the legal right to time and a half overtime pay if they work more than 40 hours a week. But there's a major exception to that, white-collar workers. So who qualifies as a white-collar worker? To be a white-collar worker who does not qualify for overtime pay, you have to be paid a salary and not by the hour. You have to make more than $455 a week, and you don't qualify. And you have to work in certain types of jobs, including executive, administrative, or professional positions. That has nothing to do with your title, but is rather defined by the nature of your job. For for example, executive employees have to, among other things, supervise their workers. Some employers have been playing games with who is considered a white-collar worker. Okay, can Trump take it away? Some employers acting on the expectation that the rule would go into effect have already raised salaries. The biggest name on the list is Walmart, which bumped starting pay for some managers from 45000 to 48500 to exempt them from overtime pay. Other employers had, that had promised pay increases, including several universities, have now canceled them in light of the uncertainty around whether the rule will go into effect. Trump's pick for labor secretary has attacked the idea of expanding over time, and the president-elect himself seems spectacle, skeptical. When he was asked about the rule in August, he spoke of a delay or a carve-out of sorts for our small business owners. Andrew Puzder, Trump's pick to be Secretary of Labor and the CEO of a fast food company, has spoken out strongly against the overtime rule. He warned against rewarding time spent rather than time well spent. What they lose in... This is the kicker here. We already mentioned this. What they lose in overtime pay, they gain in stature and sense of accomplishment from that comes from being a salaried manager. 
In other words, it's good for your character to suffer. It's good for your character. This is the thing that Republicans often say about welfare. It's good for your character to struggle and suffer your whole life. In November, a federal judge in Texas temporarily blocked the rule from going into effect, which was supposed to happen December 1st. The judge also signaled that he's likely to side with the business groups, although it's not clear when that ruling will come. Okay, the beat goes on. I want to play now as a tribute to Martin Luther King. That's his last speech speech that uh, he talks about being at the mountaintop and we'll play uh, this much of it okay Dr. Martin Luther King Memphis, Tennessee August 3rd, 1968 now we've got to march again, and we've got to march again in order to put the issue where it is supposed to be. And force everybody to see that there are 1,300 of God's children here suffering. Sometimes going hungry, going through dark and dreary nights. King is talking about waste workers in Memphis who wanted to union. We aren't going to let any may stop us. We are masters in our nonviolent movement in disarming police forces. They don't know what to do. I've seen them so often. I remember in Birmingham, Alabama, when we were in that majestic struggle there, we would move out of the 16th Street Baptist Church day after day. By the hundreds, we would move out, and Bill Connell would tell them to send the dogs for us. And they did come. But we just went before the dog singing, ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. We're going on. We need all of you. This is what we have to do. Now the other thing we'll have to do is this. Always anchor our external direct action. with the power of economic withdrawal. Now we are poor people. Individually, we are poor when you compare with white society in America. We are poor. Never stop to get it. That collectively, that means all of 
us together. Collectively, we are richer than all the nations in the world with the exception of nine. We don't have to argue with anybody. We don't have to curse and go around acting bad with our words. We don't need any bricks and bottles. We don't need any Molotov cocktails. We just need to go around to these stores and to these massive industries in our country and say, God sent us by here to say to you that you're not treating his children right. And we come by here to ask you to make the first item on your agenda fair treatment where God's children are concerned. Now, if you're not prepared to do that, we do have an agenda that we must follow. And our agenda calls for withdrawing economic support from you. So as a result of this, we're asking you tonight to go out and tell your neighbors not to buy Coca-Cola in Memphis. Go by and tell them not to buy sealed test milk. Tell them not to buy what is all the bread, Wonder Bread. And what is other bread from the Jesse? Tell them not to buy hard bread. As Jesse Jackson has said up to now, only the garbage men have been feeling pain. Now we must kind of redistribute the pain. in these companies because they have been fair in their hiring policies and we are choosing them because they can begin the process of saying they are going to support the needs and the rights of these men who are on strap and then they can move on town downtown and tell Mayor Loeb to do what is right some practical things that we can do. We began the process of building a great economic base and at the same time we are putting pressure where it really hurts. And I ask you to follow through here. Now let me say as I move to my conclusion that we've got to give ourselves to this struggle until the end. Nothing would be more tragic than to stop at this point in Memphis. We've got to see it through. Let us develop a kind of dangerous unselfishness. 
That's the question before you tonight. Yes. Not if I stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to my job? Not if I stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to all of the hours that I usually spend in my office every day and every week as a pastor? The question is not if I stop to help this man in need, what will happen to me? The question is, if I do not stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to them? That's the question. You know, several years ago, I was in New York City autographing the first book that I had written. And while sitting there autographing books, a demented black woman came up. And the only question I heard from her was, are you Martin Luther King? And I was looking down writing and I said, yes. The next minute I felt something beating on my chest. Before I knew it, I had been stabbed by this demented woman. It was a dark Saturday afternoon. And that blade had gone through and the x-rays revealed that the tip of the blade was on the edge of my aorta, the main artery. And once that's punctured, you're drowned in your own blood, that's the end of you. It came out in the New York Times the next morning that if I had merely sneezed, I would have died. I want to say tonight... I want to say tonight that I too am happy that I didn't sneeze because if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1960. When students all over the South started sitting in at lunch counters, if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1961 when we decided to take a ride for freedom and ended segregation in interstate travel. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1962 when Negroes in Albany, Georgia decided to straighten their backs up. And when straighten their backs up. They are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is bent. If I had sneezed, if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been here in 1963. The black people of Birmingham, Alabama, aroused the conscience of this nation and brought into being the Civil Rights Bill. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have had a chance later that year in August to try to tell America about a dream that I had had. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been down in Selma, Alabama to see the great movement there. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been in Memphis to see a community rally around those brothers and sisters who are suffering. I'm so happy that I didn't sneeze. And they were telling me. Now it doesn't matter now. It really doesn't matter what happens now. I left Atlanta this morning and as we got started on the plane, there were six of us. 
Pilate said over the public address system, we are sorry for the delay. But we have Dr. Martin Luther King on the plane. And to be sure that all of the bags were checked. And to be sure that nothing would be wrong on the plane, we had to check out everything carefully. And we've had the plane protected and guarded all night. And I got into Memphis. And some began to say the threats, or talk about the threats that were out. Uh, what would happen to me from some of our sick white brothers? Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Okay. What good are leaders anyway, huh? What good are leaders? Except to inspire us when times get tough. Earlier in this same speech, King referred to the sanitation workers who were on strike by saying, support your brother. Maybe he's on strike and you're not, but we all either go up together or we go down together. Okay, that was Martin Luther King's speech, April 3rd, 1968, the eve of uh, his death. And of course, he was involved in a labor issue he understood that without economic rights, civil rights are pretty meaningless. This is the bee. We've got one little thing here. This is uh, Barack Obama, a rap song dissing Donald Trump. Let's listen to it. Supposedly it's sung by Obama, but it's not. The show, show tune. Here we go. Oh man, oh man, uh, not again. 
I learned to lead from Mandela, you could never check me Back to back like my terms in office, they couldn't get me Back to back like two duelers, it's about to take ten paces Back to back like Trump's divorces, I said it, now face it, oh Thinks he's important because of his riches So when I look back I might be mad that I gave this attention uh, But it's weighing heavy on my conscience And now here comes the man straight out of Washington uh, I'm convinced that this man is just straight insane I should've let you the vision host your debate uh, You gon' make me buy bottles for John McCain You gon' make me go buy you a new toupee I heard there's a price tag on your back I'd be more concerned where El Chapo's at I'm not sure what it was that really made you mad But you can't dis Mexicans and try to take that back I mean, whoa I can't fold my country, man, they know us I wrote these bars while Michelle gave me a shoulder rub You'll make America better I laugh so hard I'm crying um, Oh my God, why you always lying? See, Trump's the type of dude that mocks the world's poor But is the world poor or your soul poor? I know that you're trying to get known more But this is the nonsense you got fired from The Apprentice for uh, Check it Right-wingers turn to slur-slingers. Yeah, you're getting bodied by a left-winger. I'm not the kind of dude that's gonna be kind to do. And shouts to Clinton, she's about to trump you. Make sure you ask him, what are those? Then tell that man to hit the road. He'll tell another one, and then another one. Then DJ Khaled of lies, here comes another one. I had two terms, they went back to back. Yeah, they went back to back. They'll ask if I can run again, back to back. Yeah, they want it back to back. Uh, I don't want to hear about this ever again. Uh, not even in the end when he don't even win. Uh, not even when you tell me, Bama, tell him again. Uh, he'll say anything for press, but he hates boxing friends. Oh, his bias needs to stop. Uh, he don't see the whole picture, call him Petty Wop. Winter's coming and your campaign's flying south. It's time to stop talking, you should watch your mouth. Please, the GOP hates you, they're like G.O. Please, his tan is orange, just in time for Halloween. Please, but orange ain't the new black, you're not me. Please, he gon' fall off like his wig in the braids. Uh, somebody stop me. Been watching Narcos, I'm feeling cocky. I'm probably going too hard, you're feeling trapped. I'ma give you a break from these bars. Kit Kat, I had two terms, they went back to back. Bars? Yeah. Oh, they went back to back. They're gonna ask if I can run again. Back to back. You took shots at me, now it's tit for tat. Got him, got him, got him, got him, got him, got him, got him. But listen, I'm just happy to be here and uh, happy to shake your hand. You ready, <laughs> That was um, a parody, rig spoof back to back, of uh, Barack Obama dissing the hell out of Donald Trump. And um, that'll just about do our show for today. Remember, gain your inspiration from the past, act on the present, and build the future. King was talking about a promised land. King was talking about a land that's just and fair for everyone. And it's a worthy goal. Perhaps it's the only worthy goal. So dare to struggle, dare to win. Hope to see you out on the street this week in the uh, rally. Normally what I do is I end with a uh, international but just this once I'm going to end with something else this is the B 
saying have a good week and good work. As always, the show is dedicated to those people. 250 people here in the United States, 3,500 people or more worldwide who will lose their lives today in work-related accidents or conditions. This show goes out to you. Shout out to the family and to all people out there of goodwill. We shall overcome. This is the B. Have a good week and good work. While I'm scrubbing these floors And I'm scrubbing the floors while you're gawking Maybe once you tip me and it makes you feel swell In this crummy southern town In this crummy old hotel But you'll never guess to who you're talking No You couldn't ever guess to who you're talking Then one night there's a scream in the night and you wonder who could that have been and you see me kind of grinning while I'm scrubbing and you say what she got to grin I'll tell you there's a she the black The skull on its masthead will be coming in. You gentlemen can say, hey gal, finish them floors, get upstairs. What's wrong with you? Earn your keep here. And you toss me your tips and look out to the ships, but I'm counting your heads as I'm making the beds, because there's nobody going to sleep here. Tonight, nobody's going to sleep here, honey. Nobody. Nobody. Then one night, there's a scream in the night, and you say, who's that kicking up around? And you see me kind of staring out the window. Say, what she got to stare at now? I'll tell you, there's a ship, the black freighter turns around in the harbor, shooting guns from her bow. gentlemen can wipe off that smile off your face because every building in town is a flat one this whole freaking place will be down to the ground only this cheap hotel standing up safe and sound and you yell why do they spare that one yes that's what you say why do they spare that one to do you wonder who is that person that lives up there and you see me step
Insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm gonna guess waffles. Yo, that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tussle Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? 
Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. People, this is the Flat Black Plastic Show on MutinyRadio.fm. Hearts of Stone by the Charms on the Jumpin' George Show from KSAN. Now get a load of this. Acme Home Remodelers of 1105 West Grand Oakland has been serving the Bay Area for 10 years with the finest rebuilding and guaranteed appliance installation. FHA loans are available and easy terms. Acme Home Remodelers invite you to come in and discuss how a new room may be added to your home for better living and a more valuable investment. Name brand washers, heaters, and stoves can be yours with no down payment with 14 months to pay. At no obligation to you, a friendly representative will visit your home and show you the latest 1955 fashions in tile, floor covers, and wallpaper. You must be satisfied. Call now for immediate action. Highgate 41213. Highgate 41213. For dedicated, sincere service, contact Acme Home Remodelers, 1105 West Grand, Oakland. Phone Highgate 41213 now. Well, that's the word on the Jumpin' George Show, and here's the sound of blues by Little Walter. My babe. My baby don't stand no cheating, my baby. 
service time bringing you the secret of how Rachel sings so good if you got the beginning of our show you heard Ray belt out I got a woman I got a woman right the secret lies in the way Ray sings oh yeah he repeats it seven different ways so you master the